You are listening to 4 Raw from 4 Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. There's the space, there's Robertson. It's not going to count. Flags up. Firmino, lovely touch. Salah runs in behind. Salah! Didn't get the finish right. And Firmino with a strike, saved by the goal. Oh! What about that for a clearance from Daniel Amati? Won't break for Salah. It will break for Joe Gomez. Well, that would have been a collector's item, wouldn't it? Emre Can didn't really have anywhere to go there and did well. And on towards Salah. And Salah. And still Mo Salah. And there it is. Liverpool have their equaliser. And Liverpool are breaking. Maguire's been taken out of the game. Coutinho on towards Salah. Goalkeeper's in the way. And Salah can't quite get it up and down in time. Coutinho. The scoop is for Mane. Sadio Mane for Liverpool. It's not going to count again. Touched by Milner. Salah rolled his man. Salah for Liverpool. Goal for Liverpool. Two for Mohamed Salah. Welcome to 4 Raw. 4 Raw is an official podcast of 4 Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresite, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, a great international community of Reds. And we're rocking it up with the bangles. Walk like an Egyptian, all hail. Pharaoh Salankaman. And welcome to the show, dear listener, and thank you for spending your time with us, one hour or whatever, how long we get to do the show. Um, Thank you. And um, well, I've been off the air for a while now, uh, but I'm glad to be back on probably the absolutely last show um, that we get to do, uh, the last last podcast that we get to do this year in 2017. I hope the year has been good for you. Um, But if it hasn't, don't worry, 2018 looks good about all right especially for a certain player of ours Mohamed Salah well I'm not alone on the show I have with me three guests say hi Hamir 
Hi guys, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Good one. And say hi, Rithvik. Hello guys, an advance Happy New Year to all. Thank you. Same to you. And say hi to Shankar, also known around here as Shanks. Hi guys, good to be back. Hope we score more goals in the next game. Yes, um, and we have been doing that uh, quite a bit. Um, the performances have uh, seen some uptick. Um, although, Evan said that um, the start wasn't, I would say, wasn't particularly uh, fortuitous, um, right? Uh, so conceding that uh, the early goal to, of course, who else? We concede a goal to Leicester to um, that idiot. Jamie Vardy, Hamir, how did you see this game? Uh, how did you see the scoreline? And then how did you see the performance as a whole? The performance, first I'll talk about the performance as a whole. It was impressive, like bouncing back from an early goal and the character we showed and the determination and the drive immediately after scoring the goal, Liverpool were on the front foot for the rest of the half. And, uh, the result... The result was, of of course, a must-win and a great result because we're closer to Man United and Chelsea mm-hmm. and everyone. But uh, I think it's this game is more of a more of a like um, more than the, it's more valuable three points we got. I think for Klopp, the reaction you could see at the end of the game, I think Klopp viewed it as more important, more crucial than the three points we have got for the game because I think the, this is the first time Liverpool have come back. Uh, from one goal down to win the game, win a game this season. Yes. As we've said, Liverpool don't score late goals. Didn't score a late goal this time, but still coming back from one goal down to win the game shows some good signs. And I was worried, uh, uh, to be honest, when okay, Vardy scored. Enough. I was, I was very worried, <laughs> but. Right. I'm glad we have an Egyptian god who saves us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rithwik, um the game started quite well in terms of um you know certain new player a certain a certain new player uh being showcased very prominently in the stands, Virgil van Dijk, um tall, dark and handsome, looking like he possibly models for Armani. Uh, and I'm not talking about David James here. Okay, so um, looking very, very suave, looking very, very calm and cool. We probably need him to to exhibit a lot of those qualities when he is playing. Um, now, uh, what was your reaction seeing him on the stands? And what do you think he felt when you saw the first goal go in? The first thing he would have felt is felt was like uh, he'd be the first name on this that team sheet now from now on because. Matip, if it is either Matip or Lovren, both of them, they haven't been up to the mark so far. Mm-hmm. So, after conceding that goal, that was an error from Matip and Chan. So, the first thing that would have popped up in his mind would have been that he would be a regular starter. Right. So, the next thing would be to impress Klopp and impress the fans. So, the price tag is very much hefty. And you, you could see the rival fans strolling uh, all over social media for that. Uh, after after what Klopp uh, commented when Mourinho signed Pogba, right? So uh, it's going to be hard to justify that price tag. But if he manages to perform well and uh, we do win a silverware this season or next season, I think it would be a very good signing because he is very much uh, strong in the air and very much composed on the ball, and his passing is absolutely fabulous. So 
very composed player so that's what we need at the back a cool head okay so, so and a leader as well yeah uh, we won't dominate this entire discussion to vvd is been done and dusted in in some of the other podcasts that uh, that have been done uh, even by us as well so but we'll try and maybe address one or two points around it all right okay um there's a particular point about one of the defenders and we'll talk about him later uh, when we're talking about specific players uh but chanks um uh, on the on the live game cafe and i think also on 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 uh, text messages you said that um this result this three points was probably even better than us like you know going on a on a win where you know we scored four five six goals why why yeah, did you why did you think that yeah actually it it's a character building when you say it first time our players experience that they can come back and win from a goal down the truth for a side it's not uh, the defensive minded side mm. um leicester is attacking side very physical side also they they got kind of bogey team we already lost one game in the cups against them mm-hmm. and we we nearly nicked through in that league game uh, first leg so it's a very important lesson for all the players mm-hmm. so, and see scoring four goals five goals against a team like swansea or huddersfield uh, those are just like um, uh, academic uh, exercise or a cake walk you see but this one is really we worked hard we earned there we stood there we 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 fought till the end and even they could have scored at the end but we still fought there and we defended well at the end and that's more satisfying it just it, it feels like a day you put in the labor and you finally get to see the result um, it's you you, you can't uh, put an expression to that It's like you know, when you are angry, suddenly you saw a pie and eat fully, and you how you feel? It's that kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree with that. Okay, um, okay. It uh, yeah, we touched it again. Uh, game uh, as Vez said in his match report started as a nightmare. Just using his words, um, Demare Gray got into the box, tried to wiggle through Liverpool's defence, eventually got crowded out, but didn't take um, us to give our visitors a chance to get a, a chance through, which they gladly took. um it seems like that whole backline was just they totally totally off the rhythm there uh, early in the game um and a lot of it seemed to be with Joao Matip who I didn't think really had a good game uh, did he how many where would you what do you think went wrong um in that in that first uh, first goal that we conceded in, in the only goal that actually we conceded to Leicester Hamir just uh, concentration and uh, casualness of Joel Matip that's all like mm. after the goal i saw him improve good passes and good everything it was decent like fairly decent like a 5.5 or a 6 but it's this is the story of the season of Joel Matip he's been very casual and i think because when he when he last when he came to liverpool he had a point to prove he had to show that yeah he deserves to be the first starting center back but now after the end of last season everybody knew that he is going to start if we get van dijk or if we don't get van dijk matip is going to start so i think that pressure is off him so he's been very casual this season and it showed against leicester and this kind of was like my boiling point towards joel matip i've been critical of him this season because i uh, because the criticism has always gone towards lovren whereas mm. at least since the spurs game personal opinion lovren has been better than matip since the spurs game to the leicester game yeah. and um, before that they were like one was 5 the other was 5.56 it was like that so yeah. because of his ball playing ability he escaped criticism and yesterday i think he broke that uh, broke that wall and it's his casualness that almost cost us but thank god for the egyptian he didn't have a, he, he 
did you think he had a good game overall though not just for that for the that first goal mm. conceded but yeah I'll, it's average game not a good game it's yeah. like a almost average game because if you remember okozaki almost like just took it off him if it, it wasn't for robertson you could have squared it to matty james who'd have a one on one with mineola okozaki could have scored so he's getting got beaten easily by okozaki also so it was a average game and one which we do not expect of Joel Matip, who was a regular of the 7-7.5 out of 10 column last season. But hopefully with the leadership of Van Dijk, I think I have confidence in him to improve and uh, help us keep good clean sheets and not concede silly goals like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Klopp post-game said, our defenders need to embrace uh, Virgil van Dijk's arrival and not feel threatened. Um, and they should embrace the challenge, basically, of having another top-class player um, at the club. Um, so uh, he said, defend- he was referring to his defenders, of course, uh, Deja Lovren, Matip, and, and Ragnar Klav. And Rithwik, did you think that Klavan deserved a sit down? He had a pretty good game, uh, run of games, and we've kept clean sheets with him in the side. Um, did you think he, he deserved to be to be benched for this game? Or should he have, should he have started? Um, basically, I think Klavan is seen as a potential starter for the Burnley game. I think he was okay. arrested more than. The bench because since Matip got injured uh, a few weeks back, Clavan mm-hmm. uh, came in and I think he's a very good job along with Lauren. Mm-hmm. So he's been a standout defender in the past two games for us. So I think Clock basically benched him for the bench him with the Burnley game in mind because Burnley is in very good form at the moment and uh, that's yeah. going to be a very big game for us tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Okay. Um, we talked about, um, okay, now this is where we talk a little bit about Virgil van Dijk. Uh, we talked about price tag. And so there's several, several discussions around this point. Um, one is living up to price tag. Two um, is the need for him to hit the ground running. Okay. Um, three, um, rival supporters and fans saying that we overpaid. Shanks, what is your views on some of these points? First thing, there is no such thing as value for money in this current market. Okay, if you if you put actually value for money, then Mohamed Salah would be like 150 million yeah. at the current form. True. Yeah, so that see, it's just a big gamble. Doesn't matter whether you pay 10 million or 100 million on a player. At the end of the day, if perform, if he performs on the ground, that's more than enough for us. He, he repays that 100 dollar money. Just like if you take Real Madrid, they don't care care about all this value for money and stuff. They just, they just buy the guy. And the guy helps selling the T-shirts and and also he performs on the ground. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's more than enough return for them. They don't bother about all these media musings about overpaid, uh, overpaid for certain player and all those things. I, I, I think the uh, the most important thing more than money is uh, I think the signing the signing Virgil Van Dijk is a key thing. He brings certain calmness to our defenders. Mm-hmm. Our design, our defenders sometimes act like um, what say what do you say that deer and the Deal caught on exactly. That when you throw a pond, a stone at the pond, that mm. ripple effect. Yeah, it's yep. very, uh, true. That 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 kind of thing is happening with our defenders. They they are certainly capable enough to clear the first ball, but suddenly somebody attacks. They just panic. They're not able to control themselves. They just fall down here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a comedy circus. That, and by the buying visual bandic is. Is a very good thing because he will bring certain calmness to our defensing backline, mm-hmm. and he, he, everybody is talking. He will take take that leadership role. 
have ever since that kara left we we have nobody who can shout at the defenders and midfielders mm-hmm. nobody who can just uh, even yell at them mm-hmm. uh, to compose uh, compose everybody to calm things and that that one is missing so reading and coming back to again the price issue i think it's just the opposition fans and the certain section of media is just trying to unfair the player yeah. um it, nobody will think about uh, a price uh, if we if we win a champions league or if we achieve top 4 this year and win a fa cup yeah. everybody will forget about this 25 million price tag and just move on that we attain some success that is at the end of the result matters that's it Yeah. And Klopp would have told you, you don't have anything to say. Don't, don't think about the Sanfei million because you didn't ask Sanfei million. It's a club who holds your contract that asks the Sanfei million. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, we are paying you 200k. That's it. Yeah. You're worth only 200k per week, yep. and you have to show your potential according to that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, a lot of great yeah. points there. He didn't ask yeah. for that money. He, he yeah. the 75 million doesn't go into his pocket. It's this whole yeah. Southampton um, thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, if you don't already know, and it's, this is on the website, um, did you know that the scum supporters are deflecting their own shortcomings and they have um, decided to grace our new signing with the VVD song? Yes, uh, here's a listen. <laughs> What I don't understand is why are United fans so obsessed with Liverpool? Yeah, the thing I, is, I, they, I are, they, they have to sing about something because obviously <laughs> their team is not winning. They are drawing to these uh, lower, uh, lower tier clubs and everything. So they they need something to cheer. It's like it's a singing season, it's the Christmas season, and it's the New Year is on the car. They need something to sing. Right? So yes, yeah, I, know, I, know, yes I, know I know the problem actually. <laughs> okay, it, it's I have two two things to say on that. First, it's coming from the manager if you see he always deflects through something or the other yeah. lose to city uh, uh, instigate a brawl so it's a deflection tactics from the manager to the fan base yeah but uh, to the answer to that they're making a song on vanek we can make a song on them if anybody's heard man's not hot by big shack yeah yeah so 2 plus 2 is 4 man united are fucking bo they'll nil is the perennial score oh my god <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. They need some entertainment. They should come up with more songs, and at least they will have some fun. Of course, on the on the pitch, they are they are so boring. Even the old lady walks faster than. <laughs> like this, my one of my friends, Man United fan, he posted when Lukaku got injured. I'm glad he's injured, so you can see the mentality of the fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, 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 yeah. Actually. Boot, boot their own team after the game yesterday. That's what I heard. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, but mm. actually that's happened at Anfield also. So now th- this is a common theme at every ground these days. So, do you? Okay, uh, I promise not to just move move away slowly, gradually from this VVD thing. Just but staying just one more on one more topic related to this. Um, Jose Mourinho says that you know, um, you know, uh, Klopp said, you know, when they signed Pogba. When they signed Pogba for how much is that? Eighty something million or whatever? Eighty five. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Um, you know, uh, he you know he said something about you know not spending so much on one player, and then now he's being hypocritical and just done the same with um, with VVD. Um, 
as a side note, by the way, he was asked about VVD's contract, and it seemed that Klopp was not very sure of how long we actually signed VVD. Yeah, that from. was that's fine. That was that was a funny moment when the interviewer said, "Yeah, Will, did you speak to him?" I said, "I have five, six, whatever." Yeah, whatever, speak. right? No, I think that's okay. I mean, I can understand that uh, you know some of these contractual, legal, contractual kind of things is 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 not in his. That's purview. that's for Michael Edwards to look at. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But. Um, what do you what do you say to this? And, and I'll pose this question to Rithwick then. Um, what do you say to this 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 so called um, insinuation or underlying tone that Jose is making? That okay, you know he's he's wisened up. Klopp is wisened up that you know sometimes you do need to pay for 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 such for such talent. Uh, basically, I think Mourinho uh, is just drifting away from the reality. Basically, because. The results are not going in his way, so there's some. Because he's just being classic Mourinho, actually. Mm. He's always had this attitude of distracting the fans and the whole world from the actual uh, results or stuff, and completely uh, changing the topic. Okay. Because uh, he's a he's a, basically uh, I think has been wise with uh, the VVD transfer because. Mm-hmm. We needed a leader. We basically needed a leader at the back and someone who's very good in the air and who's very good uh, controlling the ball and someone who could play out from the back as well. Mm-hmm. So I think VVD is perfect player, two leaders forward in the centre back department, mm-hmm. and the rest I think goes to Southampton because we could have got him for what or 10-15 million cheaper, mm-hmm. but the whole tapping up saga I think raised the price tag even further. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think uh, we do have to care too much about the price tag uh, because as long as he performs well, I think we are all good at the moment. Okay. So basically, mm-hmm. I, basically, if I'd had to reply to Mourinho uh, to his comment, I'd just say you spent 89 million on Pogba and 75 million on Romelu Lukaku, and you still can't score goals. That's all fine, but at the end of the day, I would. I would agree to agree with Mourinho to a certain extent. Probably it's not a popular opinion. Clock has been naive in the past. He commented all those things, but and again we didn't sell the guy for hundred thousand uh, bucks and mm-hmm. again buy him for say, eighty-nine million. Mm-hmm. But a certain thing actually it's not hypocritical. It's a fact. Sometimes Mourinho makes sense, but it's a rare occasion. Clock yeah. uh, obviously made that comment in the past. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. That finds the part and parcel of the game, the mind game he used to play. Rafa used to do that well with Mourinho. Now, the club's turn. Yeah. Yeah, club doesn't give a fuck about Mourinho's comments. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't give a fuck about anything, man. It's just only thinks about what the player thinks of himself, what, whether he, he listens to them or not. That's well, the, the, chatter, but, yeah, the chatter now is that he's kind of slowly losing the, the dressing room as well. I mean, he's made some funny, funny comments about weak, weak-mindedness and... Yeah, and he, his, he, yeah. you should have seen yesterday's match day live. Everybody was saying that itself, yeah. like Tim Sherwood and all that. The smile of Man United players have gone. So, and just before you go, I'd like to say because Mourinho mentioned the price tag again. It was the market is such, and it was because of his deal for Pogba the market has become such. Yeah. If not for that Pogba deal, the market would have been normal right now. So, yeah. Hmm. But you know we've seen all these things happen before. How many times now? <laughs> Can't even count. <laughs> it's a, 
Yeah, with with Mourinho experience, you can yeah. you can always when the things doesn't go his way, you can expect all these things from him. Whether it's a Madrid or a Chelsea or a Man United, doesn't matter. You will yeah. go to PSG and you will do the same thing. You lose to Monaco, you will say Monaco bought the league. It's crazy. Okay, okay. Let's talk about the let's talk about the yep. match particularly. Uh, let's talk about the players' performances. I'm just reading this really strange tweet right now, and it says our first goal. I mean, as in the first goal, Leicester's the goal that Leicester scored would not have happened if one we had Mignolet in goal, and two if Hendo played the six role. What is this guy smoking? Uh, <laughs> Ecstasy. I think, I think you basically meant that uh, if it was in Carius, uh, Mignolet would have gone long. Basically, you would have meant that with a. First point, I guess. Okay. Okay. But it's not really Carius's fault. Okay. That, that's a long. That's a long shot. Anybody, even Mix, could have considered that point. That's not long shot. See, the thing is, it's again the uh, what you call the ripple effect. Okay, we gave away the ball, mm-hmm. but there was after that there was a total panic. We lost the control, and that dive was un- uncalled for at the last moment before Maris passed the ball. Yeah. We we, we could have stayed in the ball and uh, hustled him a bit outside uh, towards the goal line. And maybe that would have made him a bit hard to cross the ball. Those kind of small, uh, small time decisions that at the nick of time they have to make a proper decision. If you if you have stayed in the stayed on the leg and he carried him towards the um, byline, probably they would have got a corner. They wouldn't get a goal chance assistance thing. So yeah. all those things having VVD, I think I hope it helps. Okay, le- uh, okay, Hamir. Uh, since we mentioned yeah. Minule, in your opinion, do you think? Yeah. Mignolet, or in, do, would you like Mignolet's Liverpool career to end? That's a, a very tough question to answer because personally, I, I'm not so hypocritical of Mignolet as most of the Liverpool fan base. Rightly so, everybody's critical. I was angry at his Arsenal mistake. But I, I don't think I'd like his Liverpool career to end. I'm, I agree we certainly need an upgrade on him. Mm-hmm. We need somebody uh, to compete with the best. We need one of the best keepers. But Mignolet, to be fair to him, he he saved Liverpool also a lot of times. He's one of the reasons we're in the Champions League. So, he's got it in him to uh, to save us at crucial times. His main uh, strong point is shot-stopping. He made a mistake that time against Arsenal. But if you see for the last two seasons, since the arrival of Carriers, his punching and everything, bar one or two mistakes, which everybody's allowed to make, um, He's been fairly decent uh, since 2016, since Kairos has joined. He's been making good saves. He's been coming out for balls. And hardly, like, the only two goals I can remember uh, us conceding because of his mistakes are one, the one Jaka scored at the Emirates and the one, uh, I think it was, yeah, Kane scored the fourth one at uh, Wembley. So, and that's from 2016, since when Kairos joined. So, you know, because of one mistake, everybody is discrediting his imp- Massive improvement over the last one and a half years. So I think that's unfair on him. But yeah, I would, I would love a upgrade on Mendy. As I would love a upgrade on Klein, as on Henderson. So, so I'm like neutral in that way. If we're getting a better player than we already have, then why not? Uh, yes, various kind of stats I can pull up. Uh, okay, let's one. Let's look at this no, one. I, I would say actually the <laughs> the, the goalkeeping coach John Achenberg, right? Yeah. He, he should be. He should be. You should be the guy who should be sacked because he's not doing yeah. his job properly. He's not coaching them properly. 
Mm. Well, we, we that's Klopp's a big fan, so that's never. Yeah, we can't see. But so okay, they 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 could uh, some maybe consult somebody like Oliver Kaur or or Klinsmann. Jo- uh, Klopp could use his German connection, bring these guys, and we consult a bit and uh, let let these great keepers teach our our keepers something. With that, will help. Um, I'm just looking at the stats on uh, pretty damning stats on on Mignolet's form uh, since he started uh, 2013-2014 season, I believe. Uh, to today, to till date, okay, um, and his saves per goal—that is the ultimate um, uh, distilled uh, ratio, okay—has been steadily going down. Uh, it it first in his first season it was one point four, um, and then it went up slightly to one point five six, and then it's one point two four, one point five, and then this year uh, is one. So it's it's been steadily going down, and also, um, you know, when you put in terms of save percentages, compare him to the rest of the other uh, goalkeepers in the league, um, he comes in pretty low. Actually, he comes in in the number twentieth uh, position. Yes. So he's 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 pretty pretty bad. The stats in terms of his percentage of. Saves. Of course, when he does save, it's some one of those blockbuster body on the line or re- quick reaction kind of saves. But then, when you then patched all the other stuff where he misses or the mistakes or the ball when it goes in, then it tells a full uh, a, a better picture. I'm just looking at this table right now, and even bloody Joe Hart is above him. God. No, but uh, <laughs> I think Joe, the stats and all. Uh, okay, you can look at stats, but. Can't everything we can't we cannot base in stats because stats say sometimes stats show that Ronaldo is better than Messi but that's far from the truth so we can't base everything on stats but if you see if the shots saves per goal if I feel we started conceding less shots this season like Liverpool been more in control of the games most of the game we conceded less shots so and most of the goals which Liverpool have conceded hardly Minula could hardly do anything about them like only one or two which I mentioned earlier. So that's um, that's where the stats mess everything up because stats we we cannot rely on stats to buy a keeper or remove. I a keeper. don't I don't agree with you completely because when you say that um, you know he's saving more shots and all these are these are factual these are factual facts. No, 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 I'm not saying he's no. saving these more are, shots. I'm saying he's uh, we are conceding less shots. Like Liverpool no, I, are not inviting okay. shots more shots yeah, than before. Uh, there is another stat, Hamir. Uh, basically, uh, there is another stat regarding the errors made by goalkeepers in the Premier League era. So, Mignoletti is currently second, I think, just behind yeah. Petr Cech, making 19 errors. Uh, 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 Czech's errors are 21, I think, and Mignoletti has just completed just half the appearances mm-hmm. that Petr Cech has. Basically, that's a worrying thing. 19 so, errors. How many, how, many, how many of those errors led to the goal? Actually, I kind of agree with Amir here. That stat is kind of misleading. Okay, so 95% of his goals scored against are uh, due to basically this headless chicken dance by our uh, entire defense. Okay, let Minoli couldn't do most of the thing. He couldn't even uh, stop the most of the goals. Maybe there was a five percent of uh, the goals he could have stopped. Okay, let me. Let, I, would, let's, I would agree with Amir. Okay, let's let's is, let's have maybe a redeeming stat. All right, who do you think is the best shot stopper in the league? Right. Uh, this season, obviously Digaya. Yeah, yeah. Jack Watson. Yeah. Okay. Watson is hardly played, so sorry. Yeah, he's hardly yeah. played this. Okay. Obviously Digaya. David Digaya is the yeah, ye
Okay. United's lone wall, lone survivor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you think? How do you think uh, Mignolet did in that? Uh, not seven. Okay, because we already know that in terms of save save percentages, he's he's really at the at the bottom of the pile. Um, so in terms of shot stopping, Joe. Yeah. How many shots or on target against Digeya and how many shots on on target against Mignolet and how many of those these guys logged? Yeah, it, this is a pretty straight line, uh, straight line stat. Uh, appearances, saves conceded, and saves per goal. So, where do you think? Where do you think? Uh, where do you the, think? The, the, the volume of shots differs, right? Diga, Diga actually uh, he saved more shots compared to, and the man United uh, conceded more attempts on the goal than us. Mm-hmm. We have to check those stats too. Yeah, but okay, yeah. I, just just taking it plainly, save percentage is the bottom of the pile in terms of shot percent, in shot stop, simple simple straight line stat. Where do you think Simon Mignolet comes in? Probably I guess seventh. Bottom fifteen okay, something. Bottom, I guess below ten. Below ten? Yeah, I think yeah. it's below fifteen. Maybe nineteen something. Okay. I remember seeing the stat. Okay, so basically he's at the bottom of the pile again. Yeah, bottom of the pile. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he has also considered the same amount of goals as he has made saves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I completely agree with you if you look at stats um, in isolation. Um, but the thing is, when you have so many stats putting towards a, a, a possible answer, uh, maybe we have to consider the answer quite quite seriously. All right, now if stats if stats will show Lingard is better than Vinaldum and Lalana, so stats can be anything. So don't let Carriers hear the stat. Yeah. <laughs> he is a pretty good keeper. It's, a, it's a very, very hard thing to compare Minolet with other keepers. He's like the kind of uh, sometimes he produces uh, stops out of this world, some some mad genius stuff. Sometimes he looks like a total clown. Uh, it, uh, I think it's all it's all correlated with our defense and defensive midfielding. Um, there's there's only one solution. Stack five. Uh, I think our, our keeper would have a better time. The only solution is spend spend you spend seventy five on Van Dijk, spend hundred on Oblak. The <laughs> debate is over. Okay. Do you can buy Donnarumma? Okay. Do you yeah, think Donnarumma for fifty? Okay. Do you yeah. think now with VVD right? So VVD goes in there, VVD goes in there, and then God knows who is his so called regular partner in the in in the who's his partner in the regular course of this season. Um, I, I guess out of the three of you, all of you are probably going to say Matip, right? No, I, yeah. I would actually stick with Clavan and VVD. Clavan and VVD, okay, Ritwik. Yeah. Clavan, I feel he's a former of the other two, two defenders. He, he, he certainly doesn't panic that much. He, he is very good in there. I mean, compared to Matip, I think he's better in there. Uh, and he doesn't also put this lost dish tackle. He tackle what he said, like Scott used to do. He, because of lack of pace, he just used to dive around and uh, miss the ball. And Clavan doesn't dive that much. He just Wait for a certain correct movement, and then he intercepts the ball. Clavan uh, and VVD would be the right choice now. And I, I, I actually, from certain next season, I would love to see Gomez and VVD starting as centre back. Okay, okay. So, uh, Rithwik, for me, it would be Gomez or Clavan basically because uh, I think Trent Alexander Arnold is doing quite well in that right back role, mm-hmm. and I think Klopp said that Klein would be back uh, in February, I guess. So if when climbs back, I think he'll be starting in that right back role, and I think Gomez would be better fit with VVD in that centre back position because I think okay, Gomez has improved drastically even after suffering that 
crucial uh, acl i think that crucial ligament injury mm-hmm. and i think he deserves a go that center back role because he bossed neymar when he played against uh, brazil for mm-hmm. england a few months back uh, he totally kept neymar at bay and i think i was very much impressed with that performance so gomes to go with vvd and hamir i i'll go with matip for this is matip or because lovren is more comfortable better on the right side so it could be lovren but i think first choice in klopp's mind would be matip but it, he'll just see who is playing better between the two of them and clavan strictly a backup choice and because if you see van dijk's a left sided central defender he's a right footed player but he always plays on the left side mm-hmm. so it's the right side slot is open which gomez will fill in the long term but it's matip or lovren depending on form and fitness yeah. matip first choice 51% lovren 49% it's yeah. like that yeah yeah close call okay so do you think that um in automatically once vvd goes into whatever uh, whoever he pairs him with paired with and then whoever's playing on the the full back positions then minule is suddenly going to get better no not really <laughs> call it not really it's going to be the same so <laughs> that shaka goal was from long range shaka so oh yeah that's right yeah <clears throat> no, no, it's minule he's 28 now he can't improve any more but yeah maybe he'll face even lesser shots He'll, maybe he'll get savable shots but yeah i don't think he'll suddenly uh, become a world beater and actually, need uh, improvement actually amit the goalkeepers are the age better yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, true that's true my point is like minule is not a potential player now he's like he's become what he can become he, yeah, he won't that's true. like only he'll just get, maybe get more mature that's all he, his quality is not going to go up like he won't become the deheya all of a sudden I, I heard. I heard that uh, Klopp wants carrier scan. Uh, I heard that uh, Klopp wants a senior goalkeeper in the team for next season. Say, sorry, wanna, sorry say it again. Say again. Say again. Uh, I think uh, Klopp wants a senior goalkeeper in the team now. Uh, I heard rumors of that, okay. and possibly I think that would be to improve carriers because I I think perfect. I think Klopp's first choice is obviously carriers for the long term. Mm-hmm. Basically, poor Danny Ward's got no future. Yeah, see, that's really unfortunate thing. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, they could have sent him on loan to other speed. He would have really had a great experience. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Really. I totally agree that with you. That was the I don't know what the manager was thinking because uh, we hardly have like two three cup games. That's not enough for uh, a young guy like Danny Ward. He was I, so pro- I, he's a very promising talent. We, we we've been talking about this Dejan Brost and uh, Branagh and uh, mm. Trent and all Gomez. The, the Danny Ward is much better. He has a much better potential than all these guys under the goalkeeping position. He, he will be say in future he can be as good as De Gea or Neuer. Uh, Danny no, Ward. I think that's far. I think I, Danny but, Ward is a Butland level keeper to the max. I don't think he's a De Gea level keeper. He's a Butland or a, a Jordan Pickford level keeper. But I hope he plays against Everton. But it's unfortunate for him. He's the he. can just reach that level but he won't get the chance at liverpool yeah. our, our academy player grabara is quite good as well i think he's going to be a very good goalkeeper in the future kamil grabara yeah just on account of his name i will play him. all right kale kale is also a good name uh okay let's move on um okay uh okay how do you think robertson did what's uh, what's your view on Rob- robertson how do you think he performed hamir 
okay fairly okay i think his crossing uh, so now i huh? feel it's overrated okay no he's put in one good cross but poor mane was offside for that mm. but uh, yeah he's a i can from what i've seen of robertson i've been very impressed mm-hmm. but i've been more impressed with moreno so i think he's a perfect backup to have good good backup to have like uh, i'm i like robertson a lot he's just first game palace amazing crossing after that he's overrated crossing but yeah i think he'll only go he's only going to get better yep. and good signs the competition from next season moreno robertson is going to be yeah like next level very good and and hopefully we we see more of robo and we, if we have virgil van dijk on the left then they these two might have uh, more freedom to attack and express themselves more because they won't be worried about uh, exposing lovren mm-hmm. if you could if you would see in that context and clavan also okay okay um okay then let's talk about our midfield then um uh, james milner surprise start there um how do you think he did rithwik Uh, i think james miller wasn't so good in the first half but uh, in the second half he did quite well and that assist to feed salain was very very yeah. cheeky as well yeah i think he was uh, not a perfectly wonderful game for miller but 6.5 7 7.5 i think yeah a good game i guess a good game i guess for billy yeah 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 uh p- possibly Do you think do you think Coutinho played better do you think played play, played well in this game Shanks uh, I think yeah Coutinho played okay it's not a usual magical performance he was a bit uh, what do you say it's not he was a bit shackled he's not that free flowing football you would see from Coutinho mm-hmm. uh, I thought Firmino played better that overshadowed mm-hmm. Coutinho's performance was like um, 7 7.5 performance this was I expected more from him you could have uh, Driven that midfield much better. Obviously, yeah. having Miller and Can, it's a bit of kind of a, a drop. But <clears throat> I still, it's it's not that uh, usual performance used to show from Coutinho. Yeah. Probably most of these people won't agree with me that because they see he's a magical. Uh, but uh, having Firmino alongside Coutinho, that's totally overshadowed. That Firmino was totally awesome. He put his body in line. He yeah. was amazingly. He was he was actually better than Coutinho. Firmino yeah. uh, and Salah turned that game for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, dear listener, if you don't already know, um, the breaking news was that the Nike officials Barcelona online store um, made a gaff, uh, and in there, and they made a hint and an imminent move for uh, our wee magician Coutinho um, after inviting shoppers to shop Coutinho's look. Now, um, at first, someone said that um, their website has been had been hacked. Uh, but uh, it's highly unlikely because um, if they had been hacked, they prob- they hacked every single language translation of the FC Barcelona online store because it was it, it, that, that that tag kind of carried through through all of those translations. Um, the link though actually didn't lead to to an actual page, um, but um, under the headline "Where the Magic ha- Happens," Nike tells fans Philip Coutinho is ready to, to to light up Camp Nou. Get your 2017-18 FC Barcelona kit with the magician's name on it. So it's pretty. Pretty obvious uh, what's being done there, but then again, um, they're not Barcelona. They are Nike. They're a corporate entity by themselves. They've done this before uh, with Pogba uh, as well. Um, what do you make of all of this? And I, I think they just meant that we'll be going to Camp Nou on quarterfinal or semi-final championship. <laughs> we'll just uh, beat them there. That's what they meant. 
Oke. Especially it's the World Cup year, um, and everybody knows that it's not a great business decision to sell Coutinho now. He could have a huge World Cup, and his value could plummet to like it's it will go up to like 200 million, probably to that Neymar level. Maybe if he puts that golden boot performance in the World Cup, we could get a value around the Neymar's level like 300 million, 275 million, something like that. And FSG is not that poor businessman to let go of that opportunity. It, and even if he stays with us after the World Cup, it's not a great loss for us. He's obviously a very valuable player to the squad. He can do things that nobody else yeah. can do in the squad. And given the given on the day, his own day, he's uh, absolutely phenomenal. So it, it, it's overall is just uh, under ploy by Barcelona to try to unsettle the player and break our rhythm. For, uh, having that in the mind that. Liverpool is in a greater situation. I think a greater, uh, greater situation now. They could face a, a firing team in the Champions League quarterfinal, semi-final. So this is trying to unsettle the squad. It's just a usual Barcelona gimmick. That's it. But it, 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 as I said, it, everyone seems to be seems to be jumping on Barcelona on this one. Of course, they they have done their fair bit of shenanigans uh, through their media as proxies. Yeah, um, but you know, again, this is Nike. Nike is not owned by FC Barcelona. They've done this shit with Pogba. They've also done this with Suarez, um, and revealing the the Suarez nine jersey for sale before the official announcement. So, is there a, American cards? Yeah. So they they do this. And of course, uh, social media is awash with all kinds of derision and outrage and all this about, ah, you know, we should report Barcelona, etc., etc. So what do you make of all this? And do you really think we're going to sell him in January? Okay, he's going to go, right? That, that much we've settled that, right? He is going to go. Let me just point out that the reporting thing, it's a very silly thing. That do our fan think we are like a small backwater club? We are Liverpool FC. We are not just like some Southampton or Burnley or lower division club. Hmm. How would it look but that if you go and report to FA, UFA that a certain player is stepping? We do the same thing to Southampton, to all other clubs. We do the same thing. Hmm. It's just doing hypocritical. And they, you should think the stature of the club. We are one of the top 10 clubs in the world, hmm. both financially and in the stature. We are an elite. We cannot just act like uh, those silly clubs that go to every now and then cry for cry wolf and go to the authorities and that this guy is trying to take my chocolate up and something like that. It's a silly thing. Obviously, all these things will happen. We just have to, things are under our control. Continue signed a contract which doesn't have an exit clause. So, mm-hmm. obviously, you will sell it. You will go next year. But at our terms, not in Barca terms. So, mm-hmm. our fans have to understand that and just move on. But Atletico Madrid complained when... Uh, Barcelona met with uh, Griezmann, I guess. Dude, Atletico, dude, that's Atletico Madrid, the club living in the shadow of Madrid. We are Liverpool FC, we are pride of uh, Merseyside, we are the pride of England. We hold the Champions League record, we are five-time champions. You, you have to keep all those things. See, maybe this new generation fan doesn't know our history. They just have to, they just, just read the Wikipedia page. And our history and our, the tradition of football in Liverpool is much more uh, prestigious than these Atletico Madrid, all those things. They have to keep Bravo. all those things in the mind. We are LFC, man. We are not just any small club. Very, yeah, very but, well said. Yeah. Very well said, Shaks. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't think we should be a selling club anymore because we are growing, uh, we are growing vastly under Klopp. And if you still uh, persist to be a selling club, I don't think that will hamper. No, basically but but Ritwik, Barcelona sold Neymar. That doesn't mean they are a selling club. So eventually, uh, one or two players leave. So 
if, even if Coutinho leaves, that, that doesn't automatically mean Liverpool are a selling club. If uh, this Dybala goes to Barcelona, you won't become a selling club. Like Bale goes somewhere, you won't become a selling club like that. And the selling club, Bale, price, the tag is gone. Liverpool, yeah. after the sold Sterling, that tag is gone. That was just a tag for two years. After that, it's gone. Liverpool are not a selling club anymore. And today, even if Coutinho goes. That- yeah, even Ronaldo is available for 100 million next year. Yes, yeah, so that doesn't make Real Madrid a selling club eventually. Yeah. Uh, again, reading another tweet. If Coutinho isn't going anywhere in January, why don't the club just publicly declare that? That way, any further underhand tactics by Barcelona can be challenged more rigorously. The longer the club say nothing, then the worse the speculation is going to become. Okay. Um, do you okay. Know- I saw. Hold on, let me pose I a question. So let me pose a question. So now, um, I'm, I'm sure, okay, I'm sure Coutinho has told Liverpool and Klopp that he he would like to go. Okay, fine. Klopp said, okay, that's fine. You can go. Um, this is the price. If Barcelona paid this price, you can go. Okay. Now, um, how much of that is linked then to say, okay, there's an addendum uh, attachment there that says, okay, but if they... If they offer this, they must need to offer this amount in, okay, in installments or whatever, but also before such date. Or only in summer. Or was it kind of straight? They said, okay, if they do offer this amount, you can go. So how, how, does this, how do you think this all plays out? Do you think, do you think when they offer this amount, 130 million now I'm hearing as a rumor, they've all sewn it up in the bag that we will sell him in January and he goes. No. And why would he go? I mean, he's cup, he's cup tied as well in the Champions League, so he can't, yeah. can't use him. The deal that makes sense for all parties is the one we had with Leipzig and Nabi Keita. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense for Coutinho, makes sense for Barcelona, it kind of makes sense for Liverpool also. So I think that's the only way it plays out which suits Liverpool. I don't think we can get a Coutinho replacement right now in January. Never, we can never get a Coutinho no, replacement. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. January is really hard to get a very good player. We rarely find gems in January. But mm, I just agree with Amir. Uh, having a deal placed for some next summer, that is the right kind of business for all the three parties involved. All the, Because there's a huge ego involved in this. Barcelona obviously have a big ego. And obviously, John Henry, we know that he's a Texan, he's an American, he doesn't want to lose face. So, there will be some kind of compromise. Obviously, we are going to sell uh, Coutinho. It will be in uh, summer only. January doesn't make a good business sense. And the price will be far more than 150 million. One thing, uh, just sorry, Joe. Uh, Barcelona have got such a talented squad. Why don't we, I think we can try and include some player in the deal who can benefit us. Like they've got That's such a big, good squad. We can always try some, uh, to try to include a player. Like how? Like no, yeah, I, that's like I, that's kind I, of I, like I, a question. Question. Oh right, okay, I okay. Take Suarez, I yeah, I yeah Suarez, Suarez, Suarez is a no-brainer. Like every Liverpool fan would say Suarez. Yeah, I have got to Suarez. Come what about Jasper Sillison? Sergio Roberto? Dennis Suarez. Dennis Suarez, yeah, exactly. Okay, the other Suarez, all right. And the keeper, I actually I would take the keeper. Sillison, the yeah, Tostegen they won't give, but Sillison they can give. Hmm. Yeah, Master, no, Master, uh, Lucas Dinier is okay. So, mm, mm. all right. Um, that's it with Coutinho. It just continues to continues to rumble on. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, another guy rumbling on in terms of contracts. Emery Emery Chan. Um, he's he's off as well, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Please God no. Huh? I think I think Emery to Juventus is basically done. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. 
because we we have we've been lining up uh, goretzka mm-hmm. for quite a while now and i don't know if we have we could believe graham kelly but no we can't that goretzka yes. has a agreement with uh, no you can't no you can't believe anything he says he, yeah he talks rubbish um goretzka i mean yeah we bended this name around but this guy he's a highly valued property in football right now Um, yeah, Goretzka. You can be sure that the other teams are looking at. I think at he's a very talented. He's a very talented player. You saw that in the Confederations Cup uh, with Germany. I think he's like I think it's I don't think he's quite as good as Paul Pogba was at Juventus, but I think he's he could be at that level someday yeah. because he's got the pure talent and I think he's more suited to the attacking style. Okay, so whatever he'll be good alongside Keita. Yeah, but whatever it is, we just don't want people to be outgoing in January. That's the main thing. If they want to go in summer, Coutinho, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not being lesser fair when I say he can go. Of course, he's a talent. We will miss him. He's considered our best player, of course. But if he is going to go, not now because we're trying to we have a mission uh, on hand to finish in the top 4. It looks very very good at this stage with Man United faltering or top 2 whatever you know as long as you're not first you're just 2 3 and 4 right or better in the top 3 because you don't have to play the qualifying in the, in the, in the I in the think uh, next season from next season there is no good for all the no yeah. qualifiers oh okay they all three for all go okay that, that thank you very much for that observation um so yeah you know if you're not winning the league then yeah you just make sure that you finish in the in the in the Champions League Uh, positions which and outgoing players especially the top ones um it's not going to help our cause of course people like Lazar uh Markovic and um and people that like go on loan like Gruick uh uh you know uh Woodburn and all these guys that 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 that's uh, that's fine um okay moving on um Mane Mane what do you think of his form right now do you think he's out of form Um or do you think he's okay he just needs one or two things to go right for him before he finds his groove again Rithwick Uh I think Rithwick let let's uh, I want to hear from Rithwick Yeah okay yeah. yeah okay I think he's been fairly good so far this season I think uh, because Salah and Coutinho and Firmino all because the three of them has performed very well mm-hmm. I think that that's why we've been overlooking Mane because this is that's a stat I saw a few minutes back Last season, Mane had a goal or assist every 131 minutes. This mm-hmm. season, he has it in every 106 minutes. Yeah. Basically, uh, the other stats like touches in the box, passes into the box, successful dribbles, and big chances created. That's been better than last season mm-hmm. for Sadio Mane. Uh, and the expected, uh, uh, I think we expect a lot more from Mane basically because Salah has been exceptional. Because when Salah is exceptional, he raises the bar. So, the other players would like to reach or be at that top as well, along with Mo Salah. So, I think our fans are quite a bit expecting too much from Sadio Mane at the moment. But I think he's been doing fairly well. I think he's been doing very well. So, this well that, that you're referring to is from Simon Brundish, right? What's what uh, the? Simon Brundish. He said last... Simon Brundish. Simon Brundish... He said last season Mane was brilliant he had a goal or assist every 131 minutes this season the awful Mane yeah. has a goal or assist yeah. every 106 minutes that's okay. sad that's sad yeah yeah um well yeah shanks you were, you were, yeah, you, you started what, what is that is actually Mane is doing to his elder child syndrome 
obviously <laughs> you have a new kid in the block mashallah he is getting all these attention and uh, sometimes the elder child you just don't uh, act smart or anything it's just a temporary thing that like uh, his farm is down but and after january he might pick up the two, 2080 is a new year and we get to see new money you will perform just like he's coming back from uh, africa cup of african cup of nations and he's performing. it's happened last year Mm. you will perform from january you will perform start performing very well it's just a temporary glitch and still like rithvik said money is performing better maybe he is not as magical or as good as he was last season mm-hmm. because last season he was running the show nobody uh, nobody was there to take to get the all those attention now we have another another darling we have mohammed salah so everybody is just praising him and they uh, just trying to is it a golden patch mohammed salah is now in the golden patch that everybody is thinking that everybody should be as good as him it's a team game some guys perform some guys just follow him uh, support them some guys some guys just don't perform but you start to take all those things uh, he together it's a part and parcel of every squad yeah he put the ball in the back of the net twice yeah. yesterday yeah. right uh, um, who could forget that champions league goal against spartak moscow it was an amazing thunder hurl uh, it just seems that it just seems that um, uh, you know he was just off i mean just timing the run a little bit both both goals i think were offside were right was that, was that right yeah yeah, yeah. slightly offside yeah too mm-hmm. eager too eager yeah yeah so at least the finishing is there mane has been on bench mane has been on the bench for the past few games i guess and i think that's totally because alex oxley chamberlain has been in very good form right off late and- So but I think that Mane has is also come back from injury Rithvik so I think it's more of a rest for him perhaps yeah perhaps yeah um okay uh, unfortunately uh, Mo Salah left the pitch last night uh, yesterday uh, limping uh not sure what was the issue um but it seems that uh he may not make it for the Burnley game Yeah, obviously you saw the I saw that news and Twitter thing. Yeah, it it happens that right? the guy is not a machine. He is he, he obviously scores like machine, but his body takes a toll. That he's been uh, and I'm not worried about uh, scoring against Burnley. Mm-hmm. Burnley at the moment they are trying to win the games. They are not uh, uh, the Burnley we faced during the first phase of the season. Mm-hmm. They are they are fairly attacking team now. They just try to win the game. Uh, whether regardless of opponent whether we are or mancity doesn't matter to them they want to win a game mm-hmm. and i think uh, we can score three four goals it will be a much easier game than leicester game uh, that's how i feel and uh, salah might get rested for that game that injury it's a slight limp obviously the guy has been running for a long time mm-hmm. he didn't even get up for the most of the match he played 90 minutes i think in almost 70% of his games so it's not a bigger worry and we have another fa cup game our next week so it's a good time to uh, give rest to salah and maybe it will help mane he will come back again to the limelight and he will run the show yeah yeah okay um so uh, what's your prediction for that game then burnley liverpool i'm going for a 3-0 liverpool wow okay uh hamir you the same score as yesterday 2-1 but uh, sadio mane will score Okay. I would go for a scrappy one 0 win. Yeah. Two one. Uh, my two one means Burnley one, Liverpool two. Mm-hmm. To be frank. 
Yeah, we don't go for scrappy one nil win. We either concede or we will just smash the opponent team. Very good. Okay, okay, guys, we're going to take a short listening break. But when we come back, we are going to talk about your New Year wishes, uh, personal for four for Liverpool in terms of players as well. A transfer window is opening up. Um, but don't go anywhere. We will be right back. I'm not just from anywhere in the Middle East. I'm from a little country you probably never heard of called Egypt. That's right. 85 million people just overthrowing our government again. <laughs> Hashtag winning. That's what I call that. I don't want to brag, but the Egyptians were the first civilization known to man. Right here, yeah. You're welcome, I guess. We built the pyramids. It wasn't the aliens, it was the Egyptians. Okay, technically it was the Jews. See that? Always taking credit for everything. Those Jews. That's okay, we designed and supervised. And if you're not laughing, you're probably a Jew. I was also raised Muslim. Whatever the fuck they're showing you on Fox News. Just relax. <laughs> These white women in the front were like legit scared. Oh my God, ISIS is here. He's here. That's him, I know, I saw him on the news, that's him. As a hilarious piece by Ahmed Ahmed, uh, a little country called Egypt from Lewis Black and Friends. You can find it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, gonna have a view on that one. It's really, really funny. He's a really funny comedian, comedian as well. So uh, yeah, go and have a look. Okay, guys, um, we don't have a lot of time to spend on this next topic, but um, okay, um, 2017 is coming to an end, and we are about to enter into 2018. Um, trauma win- uh, well, winter transfer window is opening as well. We have been linked to quite a number of players, uh, Goretzka being one of them, um, and other players. It's just the name suddenly escaped me. Um, Hamir, uh, just do a round, Hamir, Rithwik, Shanks. Shanks um, who do you like to see, um, or what gaps do you like to see addressed and, uh, and the names uh, come in? Um, before that, Hi. before that, um, there's another name uh, before, before I forget. Uh, Lamar. Okay, yeah, uh, Lamar, Thomas Lamar. Um, another guy who's should. basically said that he wants to be, he wants to go to Liverpool and nothing else. There's a second guy who says that, VVD said that as well uh, with... with Navigator. Uh, yeah, Navigator. So you've got Hopefully. all these players, great players who are saying it's Liverpool or bust. Okay, Hamir, who would you like to see us get in uh, in, in uh, uh, Jan and, uh, and beyond football, beyond Liverpool? You know, what do you wish us? Um, take it away. 
Yes, yeah, so just a few minutes. I might take a few minutes extra on this January thing. <laughs> Truncate like, a bit. <laughs> uh, I think Joe, once we spoke about this, I said with the transfer deadline day uh, earlier than usual from 2018 summer. So mm-hmm. I think we should wrap up some deals in oh, January itself. Yeah. So Thomas Lemar, I think we should do the same thing as we did with Nabi Keita. Mm-hmm. Then Goretzka and Max Meyer. Uh, on the free, so one midfielder and one a possible future replacement. Hmm, interesting. The, okay. uh, maybe Burn Leno, uh, for if you want to upgrade on Mignolet. Then I think we still need one another centre back. So Stefan Devray and Jimenez are available on the free, or we could uh, go for them or Laporte or Kanji. But I think if Emre Chan is going, I think we should, uh, along with Lemar, I think we should negotiate with Monaco for Fabinho as well. So two two deals, uh, both for 2018 summer. And if not Fabinho, then Enzonzi. So we should do. I, for personally, it's impossible. I, people say, will say, "What a douchebag!" But I think we should wrap up all these deals by 31st of January, so that Klopp can plan well in his summer and just make one or two, three tweaks. That uh, last-minute tweaks, if he needs in the window, uh, which he, he can buy. But I think we should do. Like four or five good players are available on free transfer. We should buy them. So it saves a lot of money to buy elite talent. Uh, I don't see any of those. Most of, uh, Some of those names um, uh, that you mentioned, Ben Leno uh, and, and a couple of others, not really being linked. But uh, Akanji, Stefan de Vrij, of course, has been going on for a long time. Ak- this guy, Akanji. Um, there's, an, there's, a, there's a name that you missed there. Alison Becker. Alison Becker, um, the goalkeeper for Roma. Uh, and he also oh, plays oh, with the Brazilian Oh, I team. didn't know his surname is Becker. I just knew who Alisson. So. Alisson, Alisson. Yeah, Alisson. Well, other, no, Boris Becker is a Liverpool fan, by if the way. If he's good so. as Edison, then I'll take Alisson. <laughs> um, that's another name that's been uh, linked uh, as as well. Um, but it's interesting how Liverpool have been doing their deals, haven't they? Um, they've been doing it really, really early, sealing that whatever stuff that needs to be done very early, um, whether very, coming immediately or later, but just getting it done. Yeah, very professional. Uh, Michael Edwards, and he's, since Klopp has come in, we've been good. Other than the Van Dyke saga and all, mm. we've been good at doing the deals at least. But the main, all these names I mentioned, I think the main guy we have to go after is Leon Goretzka. Mm-hmm. And after that, Devraya Jimenez. Uh, because it just, uh, the centre-back, if we get a better centre-back, why not? And that too on a free, like, we don't get so many options on a free in one window. So mm-hmm. why not take advantage and compete with Manchester City from 2018-19. So, Goretzka, number one. Mm-hmm. Devray, number two. Lemar and Fabinho together, number three. Or Lemar itself, number three. And Max Meyer also. 22-year-old, mm-hmm. free transfer. And potentially can replace Coutinho in the next two years. So Again, uh, yeah, Max Meyer is not really a name that I hear being linked. I, but the name itself is, is someone I've been talking about for the past four years or something like three, four years or something like this. Um, okay, uh, apart from football, anything? Um, hopes, wishes, dreams, 2018 for yourself, for football in general, for anything? Yeah, for, for I, uh, like beat all the competition, TIA, AW, AI, beat all the competition, be the top uh, local yeah. fan site and full uh, the Asian feel to it. It's already got an Asian feel to it. But <laughs> personally, I guess, get a good job, mm-hmm. um, uh, pass in my exams and uh, so, yeah, have so a blast. 
So you're finishing finishing college and uh, yeah, last final semester and just have a blast, have good parties, which I think I'll have later tonight. So <laughs> okay, so yeah, fist bump, uh, high five, and I yes. wish you all the best. Um, okay, uh, Rithwik, um, positionally, uh, there comes several positions that are being mentioned there, and also the names that are being linked with uh, each. And it's just if you could pick one, just one position, okay. Uh, one player, one position, prioritize him above all else to come in. Who would that be? Um, I'd say Leon Goretzka. Because okay. I don't want to see Henderson starting again next season. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. I'd say Leon Goretzka along with Nabi Keita. So, yeah, center midfield position for me. Center midfield Could position. Be the, yeah. Okay, any other names that um, Hamir has not covered that you think uh, would be good or you want to make give a special shout-out to anyone? Like you said, Alison would be a great coup for us uh, because... I don't know anything yeah, about him, Edison, by the way, so I can't speak capably on him, but uh, you, you may know something, I don't know. Yeah, Edison, Edison has been wonderful for Manchester City this season, mm-hmm. but uh, the fact that we have to notice that uh, Edison still haven't replaced Alison as the starting goalie of... The Brazilian national team. Mm-hmm. So that shows how good Alisson is. Mm-hmm. So I think if we get Alisson in and probably sell Mignole, uh, I think that would be better. And if we are rooting a, a good replacement for Coutinho, why not try Draxler perhaps? I think he's yeah. been quite unsettled since Neymar has come in. So why not have a go for Julian Draxler perhaps? Talking about Roma, it's just another one. Of, it's like the another another Southampton, isn't it? Yes, it's, they are very yeah. very difficult to deal with. Um, yeah, we got eventually we got Salah in on quite a good price. But if you recall stories around, you know the the situation around that before we bought him was not exactly very smooth sailing. Um, okay, um, you want to tell us a little bit about um, what your views uh, future twenty eighteen hopes and dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been placed this year in three companies, so I got a job now. Yeah. So I, I hope I would start a good job now. I would start very well on my job, mm-hmm. and so uh, I have a semester as well to complete. So wishing that I'd get a, I get good marks in that semesters, and I hope for and my blog, the Netmegasis, we go far this year. Yeah. I guess. Uh, in ca- yeah, in case the listener doesn't know, uh, you run a, a football blog, a general football blog called The Nutmeg Assist. Uh, it's, a, it's a part of website of uh, four. Um, you want to tell them your URL? I, I know it's, you're probably going to be shifting domains very soon, but uh, maybe you might just give a shout out to you, to, to where you're currently parked. Yeah, currently, uh, we just, ha- just have a WordPress domain so far. Mm-hmm. So the URL is www.nutmeg.com the nutmeg assist dot wordpress dot com so basically that's the url okay t-h-e-n-e-m-e-g-a-s-s-i-s-t the nutmeg assist perfect 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 okay we'll uh, hope more good things come from there and i will look forward to working together with you guys as well and shankar yeah the one guy i would love to see in january is that navigator deals get pre-pwned he comes back and places us in the champions league and uh, I certainly feel that if he comes, he will definitely win a, uh, one competition at least, whether it's a Champions League or FA Cup. He brings that um, 
class to the center midfield position mm-hmm. uh, we've been lacking so far our, our midfields are good but they are not consistent they are blowing hot and cold out loud at nabikita uh, in january but regarding sama uh, absolutely i have no idea who is going to sign mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me as long as clubs club uh, wants a guy he's a good guy for me mm-hmm. uh, i have no wish list for the uh, players the uh, players who can come to lfc mm-hmm. anybody who comes to lfc it must be good because clubs work if clubs want him he must be good that that's my opinion mm-hmm. and the personal thing is we much fitter and obviously expect to go few more uh, trips to himalayas and run my business better that's my personal goal in 2018 fantastic um uh, shankar and i have a have a personal um have a ch- have a, have a challenge going on uh in may a uh, series of physical activities uh, that we need to 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 demonstrate strength <laughs> so but um but more and above the challenge is it's more a case of you know uh you know getting physically fit and um, and just you know building you know pursuing strength and conditioning programs uh, we've been doing that quite faithfully yeah um yeah. except the, the festive season has, has thrown a couple of um a spanner in the works here and there but yeah, it's normal for everyone so yeah hope to be hope to be much fitter yeah that that would be for me as well personally um about for four i guess i'm um, going from strength to strength couple of hiccups along the way in this route um in 2017 um yeah, i'm sure there'll be more of it in 2018 as well but seeing more people come forward and say you know hey i want to do something for four and um and we can move forward together and uh, that would be uh, on the new um, format looks much cooler and the much, website you like uh, it huh? yeah the new website looks much cooler wonderful yeah. wonderful and it's very light definitely. Uh, it's not definitely light. Yeah. it definitely. feels smooth yeah. wonderful wonderful all right guys we have to wrap up uh, just taking past the hour already well 12 minutes past the hour uh, thank you very much uh, for joining me on this final show um and i wish you, every, every one of you and at home uh, a very happy happy new year uh, i will connect with you again in 2018 and let's look forward to a very good one and listener thank you very much for joining us same wishes to you um thank you for joining being with us on this journey for the whole of 2017 um if you've just joined us please continue to listen to us in 2018 as well we'll be we'll guarantee to bring you uh, good content guys thank you very much take care and goodbye Thank you Joe it's always Thank you Joe happy happy new year happy January Thank you thank you thank you thank you Should old acquaintance be forgot and never bought to man Should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old lands I For all